wonderful, majestic world around us, it's time for Dear Science. Thanks to Motat, the museum inspiring the innovators of tomorrow. Kia ora, Joel. How are we doing? Oh, just terrible. Terrible? <laughs> yeah, Why is that? Because you're leaving. You're leaving us, oh. Casper. How dare you? Well, no. it was a tough decision to make, but uh, yeah. I miss you. It's time for me to go, unfortunately. Um, I'll be very sad to be leaving the Tuesday Wire and leaving you guys. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna cry next week. There will be tears. <laughs> we're gonna cry this week. <laughs> exactly. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, to I set you we off right, a I kind of celebration. We have a bit of a celebration in order, <laughs> and we're gonna dedicate this whole show to animals doing drugs. That's exactly what I would have wanted. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's all we need. We're doing Casper's big final blowout. <laughs> Animals on drugs. Animals on drugs. This, of course, was partially inspired by the movie premiere this week of Cocaine Bear, a lovable story about a bear that is lost in the woods and does kilograms worth of cocaine. Have either of you seen it? No, it comes out two days, I think, three okay. days. Premieres this week. Now, this is not an advertisement to go see some terrible Hollywood movie, but it is based on a real story where drug smugglers had to ditch some cargo in the forests over Georgia in the U.S., and a bear got into it, ate it all, and actually died. I think the whole saga, if I've heard correctly, was about 40 minutes long, and they've turned it into like a feature-length film, so I don't know how they've done that. Do they have footage of the actual bear, or is it recreated using bear actors? <laughs> Are you talking about the the documentary that they're releasing, or yeah, the actual the movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Okay, um, it looks like it's CGI. It's snakes on a plane with a bear on cocaine. <laughs> Just an excellent tagline. Right. Um, but basically, yes, animals will get into drugs. So this isn't the first time. This is not the first time that humans have given cocaine to an animal. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, just want to give some more examples of the natural world doing natural things. Like wallabies um, have been known to get into opium plants in Tasmania. Mm. We've got jaguars in the Amazon that like a particular vine, a little bit of big kitty catnip for them. That sounds like a lot of trouble. <laughs> and then you have vervet monkeys in the Caribbean who will literally go and steal drinks from tourists. Oh, no. But only, like, alcoholic Al drinks? Well, yeah, alcoholic drinks, but some of them actually prefer non-alcoholic. So they are actually mimic humans in that sense, mm. where some of them are, like, 12% heavy drinkers whereas others are more moderate and it's usually the youngest monkeys that are the biggest party animals do we have a lot of documentation on the effects of a drug like alcohol on different animals it it does affect different animals differently so bats for instance if they eat uh, fermented fruit with alcohol on it they can have huge blood alcohol content but they don't seem to be affected by it whereas primates and humans will have a completely different effect. Well, you see it with um, tuis in New Zealand. They'll eat fermented berries and then go absolutely nuts. <laughs> Fly into windows, <laughs> find them in bushes. 
uh, like a kereru or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of those flew into my window when I was living out in Titirangi. Yeah, most likely. I, in... So I just have to assume it was intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drunk driving. <laughs> New campaign idea, Waka Katahi. <laughs> yeah. Right, mm-hmm. so there are some examples, but I want to hone in on just a few examples. Um that are of particular interest. And I want to start with our friends, the dolphins. Mm. If you recall. They're just like us. They like to party <gasps> quite a bit. They have very intricate social structures that no other animals other than humans have. They um, are very liberal in their sexual activity. This is a throwback to uh, one of Joel's first, I think Joel's first ever uh, dare science um, show, which I unfortunately wasn't here from, but I've heard intense stories about uh, Joel's dolphin interests. Dolphin orgies did come up. Um, and also they are have no problem with same-sex interaction as well. I love it. So they're definitely down to clown. And we even have some evidence now that they will pass around pufferfish because it contains a very specific toxin that gets them high. <gasps> no. How do you imbibe pufferfish? They don't eat them. They don't, but what they do is they'll take the pufferfish, which will then expand uh, as it's threatened, and they will actually put it in their mouth, chew on it or a little around a bit, and then do a little bit of puff, puff, pass, and everyone will get their, their taste. <laughs> puff, puff, pass is the right term for that. <laughs> right. And so, like, does it... It'll be interesting to see how that would change their social dynamics. It apparently um, induces a very calming effect, like a narcotic almost, where their behavior changes. And again, they find this to be popular among more adolescent dolphins. That is so, so interesting. Like, Do we know if this is taboo in dolphin culture? Or I, I suppose we can't really have information on that. Yeah, we, we don't have all the details at this point. Um, mm. But clearly, you know, more research is warranted. For dolphins. Dolphins, they're doing crazy things out there. <laughs> they're really out there on a different vibe. Yeah, as soon as we can decipher the clicks, we can figure out if the kids are getting in trouble. Mm, they could be like, stop doing that. Stop it with the puffer fish. <laughs> uh, kids these days, right? Are we right? All right, let's move on to another one. Let's go from the sea to the land. This is another very iconic type of story where we're talking mushrooms of course mm-hmm. we're talking nature we're talking drugs we're talking animals mushrooms are going to come up so we're talking about like northern europe siberia and reindeer and how they love to eat a certain kind of mushroom the fly agaric which is famous for being the mario mushroom no way you're kidding the, is the mario mushroom psychedelic the mario mushroom is indeed psychedelic what a revelation it's that, that red mushroom with the white dots on it that Mario will eat and get and grow his mind. <laughs> That's why the new Mario movie looks uh, the way that it does. If you've yeah. seen images, very, very psychedelic. Yeah, that's definitely inspired. Yeah, so who knew, right? <laughs> who knew? Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. So these are psychedelic mushrooms, and where do the reindeer come in? So the reindeer love to eat them. It's their, <gasps> no. that's their jam. And so some of the indigenous cultures and like the Sami people in Northern Europe will actually follow them around and then drink their urine to get that 
um, special compound. So these these mushrooms contain ibotenic acid, which itself isn't um, psychedelic, but once you um, start metabolizing it, it turns it into muscimol, which is the active drug in these mushrooms. But when people eat it, there's a lot of other toxins that can make you feel sick, um, and it's not that fun to ingest, but if you drink the urine of a reindeer after it's been processed, you just get the good stuff. Who figured this out? I really want to know. <laughs> How do you get to this point? Uh, you you just have to drink a lot of pee, I think. That's what me and Casper are doing after the show. It's <laughs> your final send-off. <laughs> reindeer piss. <laughs> right. Now, does it induce psychedelic effects in the reindeer? They believe it does, yes. Uh, because they do have behavioral change. And then, of course, the humans that do it will get euphoria. It's like a dreamlike kind of trancey out-of-body experience. That's so weird. So Santa's reindeer. Exactly. And there's actually some historians that think there might be a connection there. <gasps> no, it sounds right. Incredible. So old St. Nick's reindeers. That's right. So do we have any animals that are... I guess forced to do drugs any any sort of uh test subjects rather than just in the wild <laughs> why yes 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 indeed this brings me to another story that um we did talk about cocaine bear so that is better humans giving uh, a drug to an animal in the larger sense and well scientists actually did this in the lab but with mice Nice. Nice. <laughs> they always get it, eh? <laughs> it's always yeah, nice. they get to do whatever they want. <laughs> so the experiment was actually scientists convinced mice to like jazz music using cocaine. I'm pretty sure you can convince anything to like jazz. <laughs> With that. So what they did, here's the experiment that was published in uh, Behavioral Neuroscience, where they had... Basically two rooms, and the mice got to choose between listening to Beethoven, for mm -hmm. at least by Beethoven, or Miles Davis. Hmm. And That's yeah, interesting. What, what would you pick if you were a mouse? A mouse. If I was a mouse, yeah, I, I'd go a bit of Miles Davis, I reckon. They're twitchy. They are twitchy, and we yeah. have said in previous uh, Dear Science that they they do bounce their head to the beat a little bit. Yeah, they do yeah. party. We we know this. They so do party. They're in tune with the music. And it turns out in this experiment, what they did is they had them choose between jazz or Beethoven, and 90% of them took Beethoven. They did not like Miles Davis. Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> but then they gave them cocaine and forced them to listen to Miles Davis. They forced them to listen to jazz, the one that they didn't like. Right. And then they took the cocaine away and made them re-choose and to see if they had changed their mind. And what happened is they all chose jazz. They used to hate it, but now they love it, even without the presence of drugs. And have we done a similar kind of experiment on humans? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are doing this experiment um, outside of the laboratory. But something to work on, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> something we might need to investigate further. <laughs> Uh, but this was interesting because not only did we find out that mice can learn to associate musical stimuli with prior experiences, but 
they will also seek out that musical stimuli to relive a prior experience. That is so interesting because they often use mice to mirror our addictive patterns as humans. So maybe that says something about cocaine. There you go. (laughs) Well, mice like jazz on cocaine. (laughs) And who wouldn't, I think, is what this this study might be trying to say. I think it definitely is. Casper's... And we can pretend to be just like the mice. We are. With some Miles Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good stuff. I'm not even on cocaine and I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Joel. Thank you, Millie. Thanks, Joel. This has been an excellent day of science and uh, a very nice send-off. Thanks, Casper. Yeah, party on. You wild and crazy party animals. <laughs> we'll get a hold of some puffer fish, hopefully. Yeah. Catch us in town tonight. Me and Casper, don't talk to us. <laughs> Just have a puffer fish in your mouth passing back and forth. <laughs> and Mario mushrooms flying everywhere. Well, I didn't know that before. Dear Science, thanks to Motat, the museum inspiring the innovators of tomorrow.